0: It's said sometimes during Christmas. and uh, But last week we began a series called Ugly Christmas Sweater, and we're looking at some of the ugly things that happen at this time of year. There's a lot of ugliness that happens, right? You ever gone out into a mall or to a shopping center or to uh, just name it, and man, you can see some ugliness, can't you? And I'm not talking about people that are there, okay? Come on, you know, I'm talking about the way they act, and the things they say, and the things that they do, and the things that they know they shouldn't do, and there's just some ugliness that takes place sometimes during the season, and last week we looked at our ugly thoughts, and it's in the mind is where these thoughts begin, and sometimes those thoughts can lead to action and motives, and today's topic is ugly words, those things don't always just come out, right? It starts somewhere, don't it? We think things. We think with our thoughts. And then that's when it produces these ugly words that we can say. Ugly motives, ugly actions. And it's, it's time for us to stop using our words against each other. and Begin to use our words to build one another up. Amen? It's time that we build one another up. And the words that we say, they're very powerful. And we can say a word and instantly we can have a reaction to that word, right? So here's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to try this. I want you to be vocal. I want you to say it out loud. Uh, So I'm going to say a word, and I want you to blurt out the first thing that comes to your mind. Now, please don't cuss. (laughs) Are you ready? Here are the words. And they're going to be up on the screen, too. Snow. Hot chocolate. Christmas lights eggnog, <laughs> mistletoe. Now, each and every one of these words, they evoke a response, right? I mean, we think something immediately. Some words made us excitement. Some words just made us plain disgusted, right? Now, does anyone really like eggnog? Anybody? Or at least you're going to admit to There's a few. There's a few that like it. And, you know, when I heard the word mistletoe, have you ever seen that movie, Four Christmases? They looked for a safe word, and they, they said the safe word was mistletoe, and he's getting tortured by his brothers, and he's screaming, mistletoe, mistletoe, because he wanted to just get out of there. If you hadn't seen it, it you've got to see it. But anyway, uh, words carry meaning, and it matters how and when we use them. And look at what Proverbs tells us. Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You know, God gives each of us a huge responsibility in the way we speak to each other. Our words hold the power of life and death. And how we speak to one another can be life-giving. Amen? Think about over the years. There are still some things that people have said to me. And I still remember those things that hurt me. And I can still remember them. And then there are those words of encouragement that people spoke into my life. And they said to me that I remember. And some of the words that were said to me, they were life-changing. It changed my life. It made a difference in my life. The saying, everybody heard the saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Can I tell you, that's that's False. It is completely false. There's there's nothing right about that statement other than the fact that, yes, sticks and stones will hurt, but words hurt too. Words hurt. The things that we say to one another. uh, We can say things that give life, and we can say things that bring death. And many times, we just simply overlook the words that we are saying, and we just blow them off as, as if it don't matter. I can say whatever I want. And can I tell you that if you ever are on social media or if you ever say something, people just get downright ugly sometimes. And they say some downright mean and nasty things. And I'm like, why do we got to be so ugly in our words that we say? There could be possibly things that we will say this Christmas season That's going to hurt someone we love. And if we're not careful, those words can do real damage to our family and it can bring harm to those relationships. If I was to stand up here and to tell you that 2020 and 2021 was no big deal, I would be lying, right? Those two years were very difficult years for people. And then there is this year, today, this year, this year, 2022, we have experienced one of the worst economies in our lifetime, that is why it is so important that we watch the things that we choose to say to one another. People are hurting, and now more than ever, Christians need to act like the Christian that God intended us to be, and that begins with us speaking life to those around us. It doesn't mean that we need to avoid sharing truth or difficult conversations, but it does mean that we can find a more positive way to convey the truth to other people amen if you have your bibles go with me to the book of james and it's one of the last books of the bible james is a great book to go to and have someone tell you to straighten up if you just need someone if you need to be slapped around a little bit let me tell you something james is the place to go because james doesn't hold back right I mean, James just tells you how it is. I mean, he just puts it out there, and he just says, listen, you're not acting right, you need to start acting right. And that's pretty much James. But he's given us extensive warnings about the kind of damage our speech can cause, and he is addressing the early church as they were learning how to interact with one another in ways that helped move the cause of Christ forward. Now, everything that this church was working so hard for, could easily be undone by careless words. Go to chapter 3. James chapter 3, and I'm going to begin at verse 3. I'm just going to read a few verses real quick, and we'll come back to it. Verse 3, James chapter 3, verse 3, it says, When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, They are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. In verse 6, the tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is by itself set on fire by hell. James doesn't hold back, does he? I mean, he just just puts it out there blunt and plain and simple as can be. But he's teaching us to not use ugly words. And we have to learn to control our tongue. We have to make a conscious effort to control the words that we say. And that's why it is so important that we have the Holy Spirit working in our life. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive you hear that we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ he's telling us that we have the authority over the thoughts that we have over the things that we say over everything and we can make those become obedient to Christ At the beginning of his book, James challenges us. Chapter 1, verse 19, he says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. If we're not careful, and if we do not learn to control it, then our tongues will control us. How many times have you received an email at work that makes you angry? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. How many times have you received a frustrating text from somebody? You know, too often our very first response, the first thing that we want to say is we want to just shoot back with a quick email or a quick text and we want to express our anger or frustration, right? But slowly I'm learning how to take time before I ever respond to a situation. When I take time to consider what I want to say, I'm able to control my words and I'm able to keep from causing more harm and causing a situation to escalate. How about social media? You ever get a a response from somebody that's not so nice and you want to just lash back out and you want to just give them what for and tell them, you know? But we should be slow to speak, slow to anger, Without restraint, though, our words can lead us deeper into conflict, can't they? It's kind of like this scene from a Christmas story. Y'all take a look. The crippled there. When those words were spoken, oh, by the way, if you've seen the new one, he gets revenge, okay? <laughs> but when the words were spoken, I triple dog dare you, Flick could not resist the dare, could he not? He just had to do it. He had he had to try it. Schwartz's words led Flick to doing something that was stupid, and he ended up suffering the consequences. James chapter 3, let's look at verse 7 and 8. It says, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Controlling your words is not easy, right? James is telling us that all kinds of wild animals are tamed by humankind, and it's easier to tame them than it is the tongue. We can't tame the tongue on our own. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit to enable us and to empower us to do that. Real quick, I want to ask you three, here's three questions to ask yourself before you speak. Are you ready? Number one, will what I am about to say honor God? Before you speak, you need to ask yourself that. Is what I'm about to say going to honor God? And I'm talking about it. anything, whether it's a text that you reply back to, an email you reply back to, a social media post that you reply back to. Ask that question, will what I'm about to say honor God? You see, the true test of our words is the way that they reflect on our creator. We were made by God to be agents of love in the world, and we have a choice in participating in that purpose. Amen. Number two, here's another question to ask. Will what I am about to say honor the person I am saying it to? That's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you don't want, some people, you just want revenge. You just want to, you want to take them out with the words you say. But honoring someone else means that we express respect and admiration in the way we speak to them. We can ask ourselves how we might receive these words if they were being spoken to us. How we treat the creation says something about how we feel about our Creator. Amen? And this third question, I believe, is very important as well. Will what I am about to say be something I will regret? (laughs) How many of us, and I want honesty here, how many of us have ever said something we regretted saying? I'm going to raise two hands here. That if we can lay our head down at night and not wish we could go back on something that we said, then we have been choosing our words wisely. Ugly words sometimes cause damage that cannot be reversed, and we are wise to ask ourselves these questions in order to control our tongue because our words hold power. Amen? Think about it. You know this question, or you know this answer. What is Christmas truly about? It's about the birth of our Savior, right? It's about God sending His Son, Jesus, to come to this earth and become a living sacrifice and take away the sins of the world. That is what we celebrate. That is a joyous reason to celebrate. But when we use ugly words during this season, or any season, we sabotage what Christ has come do. To do we are the representative of Christ? Look at how James finishes up our text, verse 9. He says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Verse 12, my brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. We come together every year for Christmas and we celebrate the birth of our Savior. People that don't normally come to service will make it a point to attend church at Christmas time. We sing songs. We preach the Christmas message of hope and peace And deliverance, we light candles and we celebrate the birth of Jesus. So why is it that many of these same people, they turn right around and they say ugly things to others around them? James tells us that we need to address this problem. He tells us that we can't have it both ways. You can't say that you love God and then turn around and cuss the people that He has created. We can't be so hypocritical to speak out of both sides of our mouths. Look at what Luke tells us about our words. It's found in Luke chapter 6, verse 45. He says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Examine your heart. Examine your heart this morning. Maybe the place that we need to begin in changing our ugly words is actually a healing inside of us. What's going inside of you? What's going on inside of you right now? What is what is going on? What is happening inside that may create ugly words that come out of you? I've, we, me and Kelly have talked about this. We'll talk and we'll say something's happening with somebody and. We'll, we'll have a conversation about what's going on, and I'll say, I say something else is going on. Something else is up there. This is you know, either it's not like that person, or it's somebody that we don't know. And I'll say, you know, there is something that's happening. Something is happening in that person's life that's making them be like that, making them say those things, making them talk that way. What is happening in that person's life that needs to be addressed? Sometimes we speak out of a broken heart and it causes us to lash out at other people. Sometimes we speak out of a hurt heart and it causes us to be cruel to others. And all this means is that we have to take an honest look inside ourselves to use our words to speak life into others, amen? I want you to know this this morning. God loves you. Whatever's going on inside of you God wants to fix it. Amen. Whatever hurt you may have, whatever heartbreak you may have, whatever bitterness there may be, whatever anger there may be, and whatever that may be inside of you that is causing the ugliness to come out, I want you to know you need to stop right now and you need to let Jesus take care of the ugliness on the inside and make a heart change so that you can speak life, speak truth to those around you. Amen. I know I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, and there are times that I speak without thinking, believe it or not. But my heart, it's truly about loving God and loving people. And I want to allow an overflow of passion for Jesus to be what comes out of my mouth. And when we do this, the first place that we will see this happening is in the words that we speak to those closest to us. When you get closer to Jesus, then you're going to see your speech change towards your spouse. You're going to see your speech change towards your children. You'll see your speech change to your friends and even your enemies. Amen? Your speech will no longer consist of ugly words, but your words will bring life to those around you. Words mean something. Amen? It does matter how we use those words. So here's what I want you to do this week. First of all, all, I want you to remember, and don't forget this, words matter. You hear me? Words matter. Everything that comes out of your mouth matters. Sometimes we can be quick and we can put someone down. Sometimes we can be quick and we can say something to lift someone up. Words matter. Number two, I want you to take a moment this week and I want you to send someone a message. What do you mean? You can either send them a a text, you can send them an email, or you can do it the old-fashioned way and write someone a letter. (laughs) I know it's hard to imagine us using a pen and paper anymore, but... You know, it's it's good to get a letter in the mail every once in a while, right? You might even invite someone to go have coffee with you and have a conversation with someone face-to-face. And when you're having a conversation with someone face-to-face, will you please put this down on the table and not look at it? I know I do the same thing. We're so attached to everything. But we need to learn to speak life and to speak into people's life. But whatever it is, I want that conversation to be uplifting. And I believe the Lord will put someone on your mind. I want you to make a decision this week to encourage them. Speak life into that person this week. It could be somebody that you work with. It could be a friend. It could be a neighbor. It could be a loved one. Whoever it is, I want you to do something that you can speak life into them. And then number three... If you're feeling worn down, frustrated, scared, confused, or whatever, I want you to ask God to fill you with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, grace, mercy hope. I could go on and on and on. I want you to ask God to fill you with these things. And I know that this year has been rough on many of you financially. The last three years have just worn us down with all the craziness that this world has thrown at us. But now you need to go to Jesus and ask him to fill you. Amen? So I want to ask you right now, can we stand all over this place? I want to give you an opportunity right now. Maybe there's something, maybe there's a struggling struggle that's happening inside. You're, you're feeling worn down. You're feeling frustrated. You're feeling scared, confused, whatever it is. I want to pray for you this morning. I want to ask you to come this morning. I want you to come and stand if you need me to pray with you. Whatever it may be that you're feeling. Maybe you're just feeling tired. Maybe you just need some energy. Maybe you just, there's something that's happening in, in, in your family or or with friends or loved ones or something, there's something going on whatever it is and you just need some prayer this morning, I want to pray with you this morning, I want to meet you right down here, we have prayer warriors that will come and pray with you but can you just come this morning and just stand across this front and we want to come and pray with you those that need prayer, just come hallelujah I don't want anyone leaving here without receiving from God this morning. If you need to receive something this morning, I want you to be down here. Jesus wants to take any confusion, any frustration, any fear, any tiredness. He wants to take it all away. Amen? He wants to take it. He wants to restore that life. He wants to restore that health. He wants to restore your joy. He wants to restore your faith. Whatever it is that you may be struggling with, He wants to do that this morning. Is there anybody else that you say, I need a touch from the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. We're going to pray. Thank you.